Section 5 of A Dissertation on the Inspiration of the New Testament by Philip Doddridge. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Postscript. A sketch of the arguments by which the inspiration of the Old Testament may be proved in the easiest method and by the most solid and convincing evidence. If the proof of the inspiration of the Old Testament be deduced in its full compass from its first principles, we must have recourse to a method very nearly resembling that which is taken in the three sermons referred to above for proving the authority of the new, that is, we must first prove that the books are genuine, and then that the history which they contain is credible, from which premises the inspiration of the Old Testament may easily be inferred by a train of arguments similar to that which we have pursued in the dissertation above. For proving the genuineness of the books, I should think it proper briefly to show what I think hardly any will be so ignorant and confident as to deny, that the Jewish religion is of considerable antiquity, and was founded by Moses about fifteen hundred years before Christ's time, and further, that the Jews, before and at the time of Christ, had books among them bearing the titles of those which make up what we Protestants call the canonical books of the Old Testament, and that these books then received in the jewish church were the genuine works of the persons to whom they were respectively ascribed from hence it is easy further to show that they have not suffered and considering what a guard the jews and christians were upon each other could not suffer any material alteration since and consequently that the old testament as now extant in the hebrew and chaldee languages is genuine and in the main such as it originally was in order to prove its credibility from this established medium we may prepare the way by showing that many material facts which are there recorded are also mentioned by very ancient heathen writers and it is yet more important to show as we very easily may that there is room to go over the same leading thoughts with those insisted upon in the second of the three sermons mentioned above and to argue the credibility of the story from the certain opportunities which the writers had of informing themselves as to the certain truth of the grand facts which they assert as having themselves been personally concerned in them and from those many marks of integrity and piety to be found in their writings which may do as much as anything of that kind can do to obviate any suspicion of an intention to deceive we may here also advance further and demonstrate beyond all contradiction that the facts asserted were of such a nature as could not possibly have gained credit had they been false yet that they did gain most assured credit of which the persons receiving these books gave the most substantial evidence that can be imagined by receiving on the authority of these facts a system of laws which though considered as to be divinely supported they were admirably wise yet were of such a nature that without such an extraordinary providence as nothing but an assurance of such an original could have warranted them to expect they must necessarily have proved ruinous to the state they were intended to regulate and establish footnote the reader will easily imagine i here refer especially to the laws relating to letting all the land lie fallow together once in seven years and two years together at every jubilee the desertion of their borders at the three great feasts when all the males went up to the tabernacle or temple and the disuse of cavalry to omit some others End of footnote. 
A further and very noble evidence of the truth of the grand facts attested in the Old Testament, and of the inspiration of a considerable part of it, may be drawn from the consideration of those numerous and various predictions to be found in it, which refer to a multitude of events, several of them before utterly unexampled, which no human sagacity could possibly have foreseen, and which nevertheless happened exactly according to those predictions having advanced thus far we may take up a set of arguments correspondent to those insisted on above to prove from its genuineness and credibility now supposed to be evinced that the old testament was written by a superintendent inspiration and this we may argue not merely or chiefly from the tradition to this purpose so generally and so early prevailing in the jewish church though that is considerable nor even from those very signal and glorious internal evidences of various kinds which every competent judge may easily see and feel but from surveying the characters and circumstances of the persons by whom the several books were written in comparison with the genius of that dispensation under which they lived and wrote this may in all the branches of the argument be proved in this way with the greatest ease and strength concerning moses and his writings when the authority of the pentateuch is established that of most material succeeding books stands in so easy and natural a connection with it that i think few have been found at least since the controversy between the jews and the samaritans who have in good earnest allowed moses to have been a messenger from heaven and denied the inspiration of the prophets and of the books which we receive as written by them but it is obvious that the illustration of all these propositions would be the work of a large volume rather than of such a postscript to a dissertation itself of so moderate a length i have discussed them all with the most material objections which have been advanced against them in the course of theological lectures which i mentioned in the preface to the first volume and which it is my continual care to render worthy the acceptance of the public in due time by such alterations and additions as frequent reviews in conjunction with what occurs to me in reading conversation or meditation may suggest i shall conclude these hints with the mention of one argument for the inspiration of the old testament entirely independent of all the former which a few words may set in a convincing light and which must be satisfactory to all who see the reasonableness of acquiescing in what i have urged above i mean that the inspiration and consequently the genuineness and credibility of the old testament may be certainly inferred from that of the new because our lord and his apostles were so far from charging the scribes and pharisees who on all proper occasions are censured so freely with having introduced into the sacred volume any merely human compositions that on the contrary they not only recommend a diligent and constant perusal of these scriptures as of the greatest importance to men's eternal happiness but speak of them as divine oracles and as written by the extraordinary influence of the holy spirit upon the minds of the authors i desire that the following list of scriptures may be attentively consulted and reflected on in this view i might have added a great many more indeed several hundreds in which the sacred writers of the new testament argue from those of the old in such a manner as nothing could have justified but a firm persuasion that they were divinely inspired now as the jews always allowed that the testimony of an approved prophet was sufficient to confirm the mission of one who was supported by it so i think every reasonable man will readily conclude that no inspired person can erroneously attest another to be inspired and indeed the very definition of plenary inspiration as stated above absolutely excludes any room for cavilling on so plain a head i throw the particular passages which i choose to mention into the margin below and he must be a very indolent inquirer 
into a question of so much importance who does not think it worth his while to turn carefully to them unless he has already such a conviction of the argument that it should need no further to be illustrated or confirmed john five thirty nine matthew four four seven and ten mark twelve twenty four luke ten twenty six and twenty seven matthew five seventeen and eighteen twenty one forty two twenty two twenty nine thirty one forty three twenty four fifteen twenty six fifty four and fifty six luke one sixty seven sixty nine and seventy sixteen thirty one twenty four twenty five and twenty seven john ten thirty five acts two sixteen and twenty five three twenty two and twenty four four twenty five seventeen eleven eighteen twenty four and twenty eight twenty eight twenty five romans three two and ten nine twenty five twenty seven and twenty nine ten five eleven and sixteen fifteen four sixteen twenty six one corinthians ten eleven two corinthians four thirteen six sixteen and seventeen galatians three one timothy five eighteen two timothy three fifteen and sixteen hebrews one one five to thirteen three seven james two eight four five and six one peter one ten to twelve two peter one nineteen to twenty one end of section five end of a dissertation on the inspiration of the new testament by philip doddridge